0: Want to experience Christ United like never before? Download our app today. You can watch live and previous messages, take sermon notes, get calendar updates, find giving options, and more. Just go to your app store and search Christ United. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on our church, check out ChristisLove.org. Or you can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by following at ChristUnitedMB. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's message.
1: Good morning, Christ United. Hey, if God deserves the best you got, give it to him right now. Will you do that? Awesome. We're so glad you're here. Um, I want to I wanna say that today's message... Um, Jane, who just spoke to you, is, uh, is over our prayer ministry and ministry of congregational care here. And she's been praying over this congregation uh, for many, many months. Praying for God's provision, for His power, for His purpose. Um, for God to move in such profound and powerful ways. And He's doing that in answer to those prayers. Um, and as she was praying through, she sent me a message um, and it's by Jim Simbola, if you know who he is, um, from Brooklyn Tab. Um, and as she shared that message, I said, man, just the heart of that, I want so much for our congregation to hear. And so a lot of what you hear today was inspired by that. But I want you to know that it's just born out of this prayer for us that God would take us to a new place. And this prayer for us, that God would move in His purpose, in His provision, in His power, in our lives in a really special way. And that's what we're going to find out about today. So Lord, we just pray that you would speak clearly in Jesus' name. Amen. Look, if you have a Bible, you can turn to the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38, is where we're going to be today. Um, Luke 1, 26 through 38. Um, and we'll be walking through that passage in just a little bit. Now, here's the thing we want to start with is, is that Christmas is all about gifts. Gifts are everywhere, all over the world. People have gifts under trees and in special ways. They have them all set up. And, and most people aren't really conscious of the reality, but the reality is that that, that the reason gifts are exchanged is that the ultimate gift was given to us through Jesus. Jesus was the ultimate gift that was given to us at Christmas, and all the other gift-giving was inspired by that powerful and profound gift. Um, but when it comes to the gift of Jesus, many of us do not really honestly see it, As the kind of gift that feels like, man, I just can't wait to open it. It's just great and I feel so good because it feels heavy. It's like this gift right here. I mean, this is just ginormous and and the gift that we say that we have in Jesus begins to feel kind of heavy, like it's so much. Like in the Old Testament, when we lived under the law or the people of Israel lived under the law, it said they had expectations. You know, you must do this. You must not do that. And it was like written on stone tablets that were outside of the people and nobody could do it. It was too big. It was too burdensome. Nobody could carry that load. And people just began to get weighed down under Under that load, and the Pharisees would take these heavy bundles in time and put them on men's shoulders, Jesus said, and not lift a finger to carry them because nobody was actually keeping those commands, but everybody thought they should. So, who here has ever lived like that? And then as you become a Christ follower and you get into the New Testament, you would think, oh, that's when all the rules and expectations are going to disappear and everything's going to be okay. But you find Jesus taking it to a whole nother level. He starts by saying, you know, you've heard it said, don't murder. But I tell you, if you're angry with your brother, right, you're already in trouble. If you say you fool, you're in danger of the fire of hell. And you're going like... Wait a minute, you know. And then he said, you've heard it said don't commit adultery. But I tell you, if you look at a woman lustfully, you've committed adultery with her already in your heart. And so all of a sudden you're in a place where it's like, man, it's not easier. It's bigger, man. It's like so big that I don't really feel like I can carry that load, you know. And then Jesus says these things like, I want you to love Your enemy. I want you to pray for the people people who are persecuting you. I want you to be willing to lay down your life for those kind of people. I want you to sell all your possessions and give to the poor and come and follow me. You can't follow me unless you deny yourself. Take up your cross daily and follow me. How many people are already feeling like, oh my goodness, I can't carry this thing. And it just gets so big and so heavy. And as a result of that. There are some people who never actually receive the gift. It's kind of like it's there. And we're told in Romans six twenty three that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So you're thinking, okay, one day I'll open this gift and there will be heaven and I'll have eternal life. But between now and then, I really don't want to open it. I really don't want to step in. And so, so many people put off receiving that gift of Jesus as long as they possibly can. And you know some people like that who think one day I'll get right with God. One day I'll actually accept and receive him as my Lord and my Savior and my all in all. But right now, it's just too much. And and one day I'll receive it hopefully before I die so that I can open it up and receive the gift of eternal life. And so many people don't ever receive it. In fact, we're told in John chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, He came to that which was His own, but His own did not receive Him. Yet to all who received Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. So it's like, I'm going to change everything if you receive it. But, but so many people never Open the gift, they never even receive it. And others, and you might be in this category. So, first of all, I want to say if you're online or you're out here and you're one of the people who has never really received that gift because you think, Man, it's loaded, it's got heavier stuff than the Ten Commandments in it, it's got all these expectations in it, it's got all this heaviness, and there's too much, and I'm not ready to go there yet. And you've been waiting. And you never really received that gift. Other people here are in the category where you received it a long time ago. And for you, ever since you received it, it's been like a burden on your back. Ever since you received that gift, every day you try harder. You strive more. You want to be better and you keep falling short and you keep feeling guilty. And the more you try, the worse it seems to get. And the more you read your Bible, the heavier the load gets because you hear all these things that he's saying and he's going like, my goodness, it just feels like too much. But you keep trying and you keep carrying and the load just gets heavier. And the longer you live, the more you realize I'm never going to be able to do this, but I keep carrying the load. How many people are like, that's me. That's me. Ever since I received Jesus, it's been kind of like a heavy thing for me. And, and, and that for some reason I hadn't got it. I just want to let you in on this profound and important reality. is His gift was not intended to be a burden that you carry. His gift was that he would come and he would carry you. It's not about what you do, it's about what he does. And so if you've ever seen Jesus and the gift of Jesus and all that Jesus taught and all that he did and all the expectations, if that ever felt heavy to you, then you're completely missing the gift. Because the gift is that what we are unable to do. Why does he say, be holy, and at the same time say, nobody's holy? Why does he say this is the expectation that nobody was ever able to meet? And Jesus takes the expectation to another level. Why? It's because God has said that what I'm doing is I'm coming to give you eternal life. It's not something you will get out there one day. It is something that you will receive as soon as you receive this gift, which means that not only are you going to live forever, but he's going to birth a new life in you. He's going to actually fulfill His promises and His purposes. He's going to make you into who He wants to be. And it's going to be by His power. And this gift is not something for you to carry. This gift is something that's going to carry you to the place that God intended you to be. And so if you're in your Bible and you're in the book of Luke, in chapter 1, in verse 26, it says, In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. To a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. But it says Mary was greatly troubled by or at the words of the angel. And she wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. Now this is the first time in the Bible that the name Jesus is, is brought forward. That was a common name for people in that time. Lots of children running around with the name Jesus because it was, it was the Greek form of the word for, for Joshua which is the Lord saves, okay? So it's this, this whole idea of God's salvation and what God is doing. So Yeshua, that Jesus, Jesus is just this beautiful name that reminds them that God saves and God is powerful and God does it. So you're going to name him Jesus. And then he goes on to say, um, I think it's in verse 32, he says, He will be great and he will be called son of the most high the lord god will give him the throne of his father david and he will reign over the house of jacob forever and his kingdom will never end now now i want you to imagine this that you're mary And all of a sudden Mary is being told, it's just like she wakes up, she goes through a day, and all of a sudden Gabriel is standing here talking to her and is saying to her something that has never been said to a woman before then, has never been said since. It's like you are going to have a baby and you are not ever going to have a sexual relationship until after that baby is born. And you are not just going to have a baby. Your baby is going to be called the son of the Most High. Your baby is going to be from God. Your baby is going to be the son of God. Imagine the burden. So first I want you to get this. First I want you to get this. What would it be like for Mary when you're thinking, all of a sudden God has come to me and he said, I've got this purpose and this plan for your life. And this purpose and this plan for your life, you found favor with me. And, and I'm going I'm to do something beautiful that all of a sudden she might think, no way. I mean, I don't even know how I'm going to tell my parents or how I'm going to tell Joseph. I I don't have no idea what the future is going to hold. I mean, will they kill me? Will they kill him? What's going to be the future for my life? I have no idea. Can you see her looking at that gift that Gabriel has just brought to her and said, you have been highly favored, and her going like, but I can't do this. It's just too much. And so she responds... By saying this in in verse, uh, I believe it's verse 34. In 34, uh, she said, but how will this be, Mary asked, since I'm still a virgin? And then it says in verse 35 that the angel answered her and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the one uh, to be born will be called the Son of God. It's like all of a sudden she's going like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This angel is saying, Mary you're not going to have to do anything. You're not going to have a sexual relationship. You aren't going to have... You aren't going to do anything. This is all what I am going to do. I just want you to tune into this. This is what God intended all along. He never intended to hand us a package of expectations. He intended to hand us a gift like He did to Mary and say, I've got purpose for you. I've got plans for you. And I'm going to fulfill those plans. I'll provide everything necessary. I'll do it all myself. All I'm doing is letting you know... what I will do if you simply receive the gift. And so I want you to imagine Mary in this place and, and she's looking at this gift like I'm looking at this gift and just going like, man, this is just, it's too much, right? It, it's too much. And, and she's walking around it, and she's looking at it and she's saying, man, where? I just, I can't do this. I can't do this. It's too much for me. But then she decides to open that gift because she's asked him, you know, how is this going to be? I'm still a virgin. He says, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to do this in you. The Holy Spirit is going to do this for you. And if you receive this gift, you watch. What God's going to do in you and through you is going to be beyond your imagination if you'll just receive the gift. So imagine her just finally just like tearing into that gift and saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to actually, I'm going to actually open this gift. And she looks inside and it's like no expectations. There's no expectation of what it is that that she's supposed to do. It's, it's not Mary, you've, you've, got to, you've got to be perfect now because you can, you've got to read all the books you can on how to raise the Son of God. You know what I'm saying? Imagine, imagine the child-rearing books on how do you discipline Jesus, you know? But, but I've got to get perfect at being a perfect parent. How many people feel like that? If I become a Christian, I've got to be a perfect parent now. If I become a Christian, Mary, you'll never, ever be able to say another word that comes close to profanity. In fact, golly is no longer allowed for you because if you say golly, you can't be. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine her just being in that place of these expectations and then open it up? And it's like God saying, no expectations. I want you to know that that what I want to do is do for you what only I can do. And so what's her part? Her part is to simply respond to that. And, and as she's thinking about what, what might God do in me? What might he do in me? She, he goes on to say this in verse uh, like 36. Um, he says, even your relative Elizabeth is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month for nothing is impossible with God. And so she's saying, she's saying, look, All of a sudden, God is saying to her, I'm going to do this thing. Nothing's impossible for me. Will you just trust me? Will you believe me? So imagine as this gift is brought, Jesus, she's the first person to to receive the gift of Jesus, and we all kind of find ourselves in the same place of saying, well, i allow Jesus into my life, even as, as Mary allowed Jesus into hers, you know? Am I going to say, I accept this gift? The first thing she says in response to that, It's to say, I am the Lord's servant. Just, I am the Lord's servant. What I want is the life that you have for me. What I want is the purposes you have for me. Yes, they're bigger than I can imagine. Yes, they are more than I could possibly do on my own. But God, what's impossible for me is possible for you. Nothing is impossible for you. And so she says, may it, look, 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 I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. May it be to me as you have said. Every one of us are called to that. Every one of us are called to step into this life and to say, God, I want want it to be according to your will. I want you to do in me what it is that you desire. And so I'm going to step into this life. And I'm going to let you carry me wherever you want me to go. And so do you get this picture? Whenever somebody is called by God to do something, like last week, whenever you heard, you, you, you were hearing Andrea talk about being called to adopt four children, and, and she's going like, how, but how, Lord? The Holy Spirit is going to do it. The Holy Spirit is going to provide whatever's necessary. The Holy Spirit is going to give you the wisdom and the guidance that you need. The Holy Spirit is going to provide everything, including the children that I have for you. The Holy Spirit will do it. And for anybody here who's ever in a place where you feel like, but how am I going to be able to do this? How am I going to be able to stop the addiction to pornography that I have? Or how am I going to be able to, to stop this self-deprecation, this, this hatred that I'm always speaking uh, ill toward myself? How am I going to be able to overcome the bitterness that I have towards certain people? The Holy Spirit will do it. It is God, Philippians 2.13, it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. The Holy Spirit will do it in you. You remember what? Paul said um, in, uh, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, I can do how many things? All things, right? Through who? Him who gives me strength. He says, I will, I will enable you to do it by my Holy Spirit. The gift that he desires to bring to you is the gift, not just of the gift of, yes, your sins are forgiven. And yes, there's a new life I've called you to, but he's saying this new life, I will do it. I will carry you into that place. I'm calling you from here to there, but I'm not calling you from here to there that you can work real hard and get there on your own. I'm telling you that if you will accept this gift, I will carry you there. I will lift you up. I will make you who it is that you were created to be. And so if you're asking the question, but God, how, how am I going to stop smoking marijuana? Or how am I going to stop being such a, a, a dishonest person? How do I quit lying when I've been lying my whole life? The Holy Spirit will do it in you. How God am I going to overcome the deep-seated prejudice that I have in my life? I have I have this this prejudice against a group of people that was in my family for generations. That just doesn't disappear. You can't just so kind of will that away. It's the Holy Spirit who will do that in you, and He will change those things within your life. If you're a person who has all these senses of 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 self doubt and fear and you have this feeling like people don't like me people don't love me those kind of things are so ingrained in you that no matter what is true you still believe those things to be true and you can't just change those things but the holy spirit can change those things in you he can make you into the person he created you to be and just as is this this Elderly woman is in her six months of pregnancy and nothing is impossible for God. Nothing that God desires to do in you is impossible. And so he's saying to you, I want to bring joy where you have discouragement and depression. I want to bring peace where you have anxiety. I want to do in your life and I want to take you to a place that's radically different than where you are. I want to create a generosity in you to where your life becomes all about giving. And I want to provide the resources for you to give in the process. I want to actually work in you to teach you financial wisdom so you don't live month to month under this pressure any longer. But you actually, by my Holy Spirit, are going to be in a place where you can actually be generous to others and bless others and be at peace within yourself. I want to get rid of the bitterness between you and your spouse and that thing that y'all have never been able to get past. I want to get you past it and I want to get you to a place where there's love and there's peace and there's joy within you. I want to do things that I have promised that I would do for you. I want to provide for you what you feel like is insurmountable. I want to do in you and for you what you thought could never be done. I want to radically change your life. I am giving you a gift of life. And yes, it's an eternal life that you have from the moment you accept that gift. But it's a life that He lives in you. And so as soon as you step into that life, He says, from now on, it's my job. I carry you. I carry you. This is not meant to be a burden that you have to carry. It's meant to be this beautiful passageway into a new life. A new life in which He accomplishes it. So how many people would be in a place today where you'd be willing to say with Mary, I'm the Lord's servant. I mean, you just told me what your will for me and your plan for me is. I'm the Lord's servant. I'm ready right now. I'm ready for you to be my my Lord and my God. I'm the Lord's servant. I want your will for my life. Do you understand that the one thing, the only thing, the only part that Mary played in it was to say, I want what you want for me. The Bible says the Pharisees rejected God's purposes for themselves. If you're a person here who's saying, yeah, but I want to I keep doing, you know, I, I, I really like heroin and, and I really don't want to quit heroin. Or I really like the adulterous affair I'm in right now and I really don't want to give that up. If, you're, if you look at what he's saying and instead of saying, I'm the Lord's servant, take me into this life you have for me. If you're saying, if it involves my wife, I don't want anything to do with it. Seriously. Or God, if it means forgiving this person, I don't want anything to do with it. God, if it means being generous, then I don't want anything to do with it. Then God, if it means anything other than my plan, I don't want your plan. Guess what? That's what we said in the beginning. So many people will reject that gift because they're not willing to say, I'm the Lord's servant. But for those who do, man, you're not going to give birth to the Son of God. Thankfully, right? But, But you purpose and god wants to provide everything necessary for that purpose he wants to take you from here to there and he doesn't want you to have to do it on your own he wants to do it for you this gift is the gift of a life and what he will do will you say to him today will you say to him today i'm the lord's servant i i had given up that I would ever be free of my addiction. I I had given up that my relationship would ever be healed. I had given up that I would ever feel any differently about myself than I do now. I had given up to to just assume I would struggle the rest of my days and I would never be able to to be generous in my life. I I had given up on the idea that you had a real purpose for me. I had just gone into this meaningless, mundane existence. I had given up. But God, today I want to say... I am the Lord's servant. Yeah, I want it. I want the life you have for me. And whatever you've been praying about or thinking about and whatever it is that you need, there's a provision that he has for you or maybe a call that he has on your life that you thought you could never fulfill. Whatever's going on in you today, whatever it is that you have not yet overcome or have not achieved or have not been there, God's saying to you today, I'm bringing you a gift. Open it. And let me, by my Holy Spirit, take you into that place. Now, some people here are like me, and the reason you're saying, yeah, but this is not for me, is this. Get it, get it. It's so powerful. It's But Mary was one who had found favor with God. She was going to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit, you know. I got pregnant, you're saying, in an adulterous affair. How can I expect God to do something good in my life? I mean, Mary's going to be provided for because she's going to raise the Son of God. How can I expect God to provide for me because I made all kinds of stupid mistakes and trying to get my own wealth, I have gotten myself so far in debt, there's no way God will do it in me. I've messed up my own relationships. I've messed up so bad. So I'm not in the same category as Mary. Don't you understand why she was told, give him the name Jesus. Whenever the angel appeared to Joseph, he said, you're to give him the name Jesus because he's going to save his people from their sins. That's the beautiful thing about this gift is it was made for people like you and like me. It was made for people who have made their own mess. It was made for people who have rejected God and found themselves far from who he called them to be. It's made for us. He was sent for us to save us from our sins. You're the perfect person to accept this gift. In fact, when when Matthew was writing about Jesus coming, and he gave the genealogy of Jesus, he brought into that genealogy a woman who posed as a prostitute so she could sleep with her father-in-law, another woman who was a prostitute, a, a, a man who was an adulterer, and actually his his the woman that he took in adultery had a child outside of 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 I mean just get this picture. He's, He brings into this picture a woman who had lost her husband, was hopeless and destitute and considered worthless by most of the people around her. He just said, I want you to know that it's people just like you that I brought this gift for. So would you be willing to say with Mary, let it be to me as you have said. Or let your word to me be fulfilled if you're reading the new New International Version. If you're reading the new New International Version, instead of saying um, nothing is impossible for God, it says no word from God will ever fail. In other words, God said it, guys. Do you believe it? That's the question. Do you believe it enough to say to him, let it be to me as you have said, God, I'm going to believe you. This isn't about me. This is about you. And this is what you've promised. This is what you've planned. This is your purpose. And you're the one that will provide. You'll give me the power. You'll give me the provision. You'll give me everything necessary. Let it be to me as you have said. Let your word to me be fulfilled. Nothing is impossible. Do you believe it enough to open up that gift today? If you're a person who came in here today and you know, I've never opened it because I thought it was too much. It was too big. It was a burden to carry, but it's not a burden to carry. It was intended to carry you. Are you ready to say to him, God, I'm all in. I'm the Lord's servant. I want that. Do you believe today? Not do you just quote it or say it or or think it like you should as a religious person. But Do you believe nothing is impossible for God? Do you believe that no word from God will ever fail? Do you believe it enough to say to him, let it be according to your word? May it be to me as you have said, God, I believe you. Right now I want to ask you to just close your eyes and, and and bow your head. And would you be willing to say to him right now in your heart, would you be willing to say to him, God, oh God, I hear your word to me. I hear there are things you want to change in me. I thought I couldn't change. I, there are places you want to take me I never thought I could go. There's a life for me that I never thought I could live. It felt impossible. But God, I'm saying to you right now, I'm your servant. If it's something you want to do in me, I want it.
0: I want it.
1: I want it. Can you say to him right now, I am the Lord's servant. I'm your servant. I'm your servant. I'm your servant. I'm your servant. And can you stop right now can you just stop letting your life be shaped by your own weaknesses and your own mistakes and your own sin and your own stuff and your own inabilities and can you say to him nothing is impossible for you no word from you will ever fail and I believe it let it be according to your word may it be to me as you have said God I want it today. So I want to ask you, if you're a person here who's ready to just step into that place, and and, and for some of you it'll be because you're stepping into it, open the gift of Jesus for the first time. For others, you already know Jesus, but you realize that He has opened up to you a plan or a purpose or a promise, something that you had given up on and, and if you would like for us to pray for you, I want you to just stand wherever you are right now. If there's anybody in here that God is opening up a promise in your heart, just stand up right now, and we're going to pray for you. So so anybody here? I'm waiting. Thank you. Who else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep, keep, keep coming. Who here is at a place where you would just stand up and say, God, there are things that I want you to overcome that I thought I couldn't overcome. You stand up. If you're a person here who's saying, God, there are provisions that I never thought would actually be provided. I'm going to believe you for those provisions. There are relationships to be healed. Stand up wherever you are. And if you're a person who's saying, God, I've been rejecting this gift that you've been offering me because I thought it was too heavy. But today I realize it's what you do, not what I do. And I'm ready for you to carry me. So I'm saying, may your will be done in my life. Life. I am the Lord's servant. Stand up right now, whoever you are, wherever you are, stand right now. If there's any word that God has spoken to you, somewhere in your heart you believe, maybe He's called you to a ministry, or, or maybe He's He's promised you that He's gonna bring a, a child out of addiction or, or bring somebody back into relationship with you, whatever it is you need to believe Him for, we ask you to just stand right now, whoever you are, wherever you are. And so right now I just wanna. I want to ask you if you would do this. I want to ask you if you would do this. Lord God, here's our prayer. Our prayer for you to do right now is what only you can do. Nothing is impossible for you. This is not about us, it's about you. It's about your promise, it's about your plan, it's about your provision, it's about what you want to do, and we right now want to say, do it in us. If you're standing, I'm going to ask you to just step out right now and come down front, because we're going to pray over you. So right right now, just real quickly, wherever you are, if you're in the balcony, just step out wherever you are and just come down. We want everybody to come down. If you see others coming down and you are thinking to yourself, I wish I was among them, join them. If you're thinking, I wish I was among them, you join them right now and you come down. Y'all come in close. Let's just pack in all the way around here. Because right now, you don't have to have a box to receive this gift. You don't have to tear open a piece of paper to receive this gift. This is the greatest gift you will ever receive. And let's pack in this way, guys. Keep on moving right over this way. Let's keep on packing in, all right? Awesome. Awesome. Guys, you you don't have to open. You don't have to open a wrapping. What you have to do today is join Mary in that most beautiful place, and we're going to do it together. So, as soon as you guys get down here, as soon as we we get everybody here who wants to be here, if there's anybody else that wants to join us, come and join us. And if you're on your knees, great. If you can't get on your knees, then we ask you to just bow your head and humble yourself before Him right now. And, y'all, right now, can you say in your heart, can you say to him, God, I have come forward to this place. I have, I have stepped out in faith right now. And just like Mary, I'm saying to you, I'm the Lord's servant. I want your will in my life. I want your will in every relationship. I want your will for everything that is, Lord God, I give you my life. I am the Lord's servant. And God, nothing is impossible. Can you say to him right now, nothing is impossible for you, God. Absolutely nothing. I am done with being held back by my own limitations. Nothing is impossible for you, God. I am ready for you to do what only you can do. And I want this eternal life. I want to be eternally alive, but I don't want it to be a present. I unwrap it the end of my life. I want to unwrap it today. Today, God. I'm asking for your Holy Spirit to fill me. I'm asking that the power of the Most High would overshadow me today. I'm asking that the Holy Spirit would come upon me today. And that you, God, would begin to do what only you can do. Let it be. Let it be according to your word. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Can we stand and just give God a hand for being good to us today and what He's done in our lives? The altar remains open. We're still in this last part of the service. Don't leave unless you absolutely have to because we're going to spend some time just giving glory to the Son of the living God, giving glory to God for the gift that He's given us. Amen to that? Let's do that and continue to use this altar as much as you desire as we continue in worship.
0: Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shine it is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and there pining, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth, a thrill. they
1: So it's it's strange, but somebody today opened the gift of Jesus for the first time, and yet you've been carrying that around on your back for years. You've been in church and you've tried harder and tried harder, but today you realize no wonder. It's not about me, it's about Him. And today, for the first time, you honestly opened the gift and realized that it's Him. It's what He does. And and today, you're going to lift your hand in just a second and say, Up until now, I was carrying the gift. Today, I opened the gift. And I stepped in. Other people are going to be in a place where it's like, I've been putting it off all this time thinking I couldn't do it. It It was too much. It was too much. And I couldn't do it. But today... I realize it's not something about me doing it, it's something about him doing it. And today I realize that I need to open this because I want him to do it in me. And so if that was you and you took that step today and you came down here and you prayed that prayer along with all the rest, and today is your day and you look back on Christmas 2017, it's when you opened the gift of Jesus. We want to celebrate that with you. We want to celebrate it with you. And we want you to lift your hand and just say, that was me. That was me. And and we're just going to thank God for what he did in your life. And don't be ashamed because I guarantee you, if you won't stand up for him in here, you will never stand up for him out there, you know. It's like, man, he gave me this gift. I'm going to celebrate it. Is there anybody over here that accepted this gift today that will courageously just lift your hand and say, that was me. Right there. You go, man. Right here. Right here. You go, man.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast by Christ United. If you'd like to respond to today's message, or if you want to share how God is using this ministry in your life, please send us an email to media at christislove.org. Or you can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by following at MB. Thanks again for joining us, and may God bless you.